Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So if we can change this dialogue to realize the whole true meaning of life is to live in the betterment of others and provide love, belonging, connection, this world's going to be a beautiful place to live in. And that's what I want to create, mate. Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of It Ain't Week to Speak. My name is Sam Webb and this show is dedicated to ending the stigma around mental health through community, connection and the hard-hitting truth. I'll be speaking with guests from all over the world about life to inspire and to educate people to speak up so that we can save more lives. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back on to the podcast. It ain't weak to speak. This is a very important message that we're trying to spread globally so that we can save more lives and so that more people can start living again. I'm very excited for our next guest, but before we introduce him onto the podcast, I hope everyone's been staying well. I hope that you've been looking after yourselves and you've been spending time on your own learning and growth and your own journey. But today's guest, his name is Maddie Runnels. He's a very successful young man. We also work in the same space. He started another nonprofit in 2016 called Mindful Oz. They're doing some amazing work. We're going to talk about his organization and the work they're doing with young people in primary schools. But the crux of this story really lies in Maddie's own personal lived experience, having lost nine close friends to suicide over the years, his own mental health journey, being diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and how he manages to live well on a day-to-day basis. He's achieved amazing things over the years, but one thing that keeps this guy going is his journey to living well, living mentally fit, and learning every single day. He's a very persistent man. He's obsessed with the work that he does and what his organization organization is doing in this space and he's a really really good friend of mine who we've been able to share the stage a number of times especially delivering these keynotes over here in the states but without any more rambling from myself let's get him onto the podcast right now welcome mr runnels to the podcast mate it's an absolute pleasure looking at your head while you're sitting right there in your comfy ass chair in Melbourne, mate. This is the best way to start the morning when you're staring at Webby through uh, the lens of Zoom. So I'm very <laughs> grateful, mate, and I love the work that you're doing. So looking forward to having a chat. And it's always good when you can step in and feel supported to talk about whatever. So there's no fear in this moment right now. Uh, awesome, man. And I'm very grateful, as is the entire Living Fam, for all the work that you do. And we'll no doubt talk about that at some stage on this podcast. But to give our listeners a little bit of context about how you and I can, Matt. Can you take us back a few years, Matty, and talk to us about how you got in this space in particular, but your own journey and how that led you to the mental health sector, so to speak? Yeah, mate. And I think the most important part to start is to acknowledge that 
I had the best upbringing ever. I have the most supportive, caring, compassionate, loving family ever. My mum and my dad are like my two best friends and my brother's very supportive as well. And we get along like a house on fire. So I've always had endless amounts of support from day one to this very moment that I sit in right now. And the ability to pick up and choose whatever I wanted to do and be backed and supported 100% in that. And when you grow up like that and you've got the best of everything and you're in the sport and you go into state trials and you're in every sporting team and you're doing everything well, life was dandy, mate. I was uh, an energetic, bubbly, cocky, smart ass, walked around as a 12-year-old thinking, how easy is life and how good's this? And I couldn't understand how anyone else's life would be any different. And then I just remember at 12 years old, I got tap on the shoulder from my old man and there was a group of us playing cricket. It was of a Thursday night at training and I got the tap on the shoulder that we'd lost one of our teammates to suicide. And I don't have much of a great memory back then, but I do clearly remember that. And it was the feeling of like, how can anyone else's life be as bad as that, that they would need to take that course of action? And it was that ignorance that I had because there's lack of education that we get through schools and going back 18 years now. It wasn't talked about. It wasn't a thing. And it was a struggle to understand how someone could be going through that emotion. And that led to my spiral out of control. I mean, four more years down the track at the age of 16, I'd lose my second mate and my favorite high school teacher. And that favorite high school teacher was probably one of the only ones that really gave me a sense of love, belonging, connection. And it's always those people that give you a love, belonging, connection that have a sense of pain, mate, I feel. So they're always the best people. And unfortunately, he would lose his life. And it started to really hit me. And I started to dip into an education around the mental health and mind and behavioral health field to try and better understand it. Selfishly, not because I wanted to help and support those people, because I started to identify that I was going through some exact same thoughts and feelings of my, my own. And a lot of them stemmed from the pressures to continue to be this bubbly, energetic person that was great at everything that he did and hold up this facade that I was happy all the time and the real world started to get to me. I was a plumber at the age of 17 and went out into the real world and was met by horrible bosses, mate, physical and emotional abuse. I was hit with shovels, hit with roof sheets, dropped roof screws on my head as a plumber. And all I ever wanted to do every single day as a plumber was show up again and get my pay. You know, if someone treated me like that right now, there's not a chance they would get away with that. But it was my inability to have a self-worth around who I was and what I was providing in the workplace that I just showed up every single day and continued to be met with shovels, shirt fronts. What were the warning signs that you identified within yourself where you sort of thought, okay, well, some of these problems are now affecting me and I need to start learning more about this. And two, what made you stick out the work? Obviously, you needed to get paid and, and earn a living and whatnot. And obviously, you would have had other pressures in your life at that stage, no doubt. Yeah, mate, great question. Because the most important thing that I found about myself then I was going through that, as I said, I was energy bubbly cocky because I was so good at everything that I picked up and touched. I was a first year plumbing apprentice and I would get handed a house plan and I would do the plumbing on that house from the ground to the roof with no supervision as a 17 year old first year plumber. But as soon as I started to get met with physical and emotional abuse, I couldn't even dig a trench without doubting that I was digging it in the wrong spot. And wow. everything that I started to do, I was just met with, I'm worthless and I'm a burden on the world. And those three things were core limiting beliefs that I still live with to this day, but they were just reiterated to me at every stage of my journey. So when I've gone back and done a lot of timeline work on myself during primary school, a lot of teachers would always remind me that, Matt, you'll never amount to anything. And that was worthless and failure and I was a burden. And then as I went out into the real world and started plumbing, it was the same thing. You're worthless, you're a failure, you're a burden. And these things started to lead to my chronic suicidal ideation and these thoughts of suicide. What age were you at this stage? 16, 17, 18. Yeah, right. And yeah, you try and kick back off it at that age, mate. No, I don't have anything to whinge about. I've got the best upbringing, best life, best support all around me. I've got the best of everything. And through that, 
because I had such a beautiful upbringing, supportive, caring family, I suppressed everything because talking about my thoughts, feelings, and emotions at that stage would have made me feel like more of a burden. Like that led to some pretty nasty thoughts and situations, mate. I just had an inability to complete any task just out of sheer fear and worry that I was doing it wrong because of the abuse that I'd copped through primary school and into the real world. So you sort of second-guessed yourself a lot after that torment. You lost a bit of self-esteem, confidence, and everything else sort of started falling away from you at such a young age. What were those thoughts going on in your mind at that young age? They were really bad thoughts. I mean, you try to ignore them because it's the first time you've ever received them. So you're like, that's not realistic. That's not what you want to do. But these thoughts were telling me that I had to end my own life by my own two hands and they were just so severe and so crippling. I remember sitting on the edges of my bed, just shaking and rocking back and forth. I just didn't know how to escape that. It was crippling. It was debilitating and it was exhausting. And mate, I appreciate you sharing that. You mentioned earlier, you were very supported growing up with an amazing family and a great household and you were really, really good at everything that you tried your hand and your luck at. When you're sitting on the end of your bed, rocking up and down, having real hard, dark thoughts of, you know, I might not belong here and people will probably be better off without me and I'm a burden on people's lives. Did you reach out to your family for help at that stage? And what was the process around thinking about reaching out for support at a young age? How, how did that play out in your mind? I got to 19, 20 years old and I lost my fourth mate to suicide and it was sitting up the back of his funeral and hearing the ignorance of people talking about how he's selfish and look at what he's left behind and look at the devastation he's left on the community. It really angered me. This poor guy has died by his own two hands because he believed in this narrative that was so untrue about himself and I was going through the exact same thing. So I started probing my mum about what would have he done to go and seek help and support? I knew that the idea was that you go in to seek a GP and a mental health plan. That's all I really knew. I knew there was medication there. I didn't know about all these other measures in which you can use these days. And so I probed my mum. And the problem was my mum was a pharmacist in the area. So if I went into a doctor's, I'd put one and two together and I'm going to get a script for medication. My mum's going to see that script come across a chemist. I'm going to have to tell her. And to me, it just prolonged it because I didn't want to have to tell my mum anything. I wanted to hide that because I didn't want to be a burden on her. Okay. Did it go any further than that? Was it like a thought of worry or a thought of, I don't know how to explain it. Like I know the feelings I'm experiencing, but I don't think I could actually put it into words. Did it ever get like that? There was a lot of me believing that what I was experiencing wasn't valid because of the incredible upbringing and support that I had. So it was just like, why would you have any excuse or reasons to whinge and complain about your lifestyle? It prolonged me for so long getting the help and support that I needed out of sheer fear of the thoughts and stigma and embarrassment of what others might bring. So I didn't fear death. I thought that was a much easier option than to go and get help because of the fear that was around me in, in other people. I still remember I ended up going in and I said to my mum, I've got an appointment. And I told her and mum goes, is this, is this really what you want to do? Is this where you're at? And she was really caring and compassionate in that and held space for me. And I said, yeah, I think I'm really, really struggling here. I don't know what else to do. And so I walked in and I sat down and told a GP my life story and what I was feeling and how I was trekking. And she was in tears and I was in tears, but I remember it feeling a lot better. And I remember walking out of that place with a therapist and a script for medication on day one after telling my story. And I didn't know any difference. So that script for me was like, if I take this medication and I keep going back to therapy, I'll be back. I'll be good. How ignorant I was to how much work it takes to be well. And I continued to struggle for a long, long time after that. And as far as, you know, going to that first doctor's appointment and mustering up the courage and being vulnerable to be able to get to that stage where you can share it. And big love to everyone who might be listening, going through their own battles. And it's not as easy as just waking up one morning and just going, all right, I'm going to go see someone and speak to someone. For my own personal journey, I mean, speaking up and seeking help was probably the toughest thing. 
yeah, I've got this. I've just made the hardest decision that there is to make, the one that stops everyone from getting help and support. I've just made that. I'm on the peak now and I can start to see some light at the end of this tunnel. And that's why I encourage a lot of people to go and seek that help and support and to find the right people because it does make you feel like that. And the more people that you have around you that understand your journey, the easier it does become. But there is a lot of work in between to get yourself to a place of consistent wellness. For people that have been on this journey, mate, who've mustered up the courage and worked on themselves, whether it's listening to podcasts or learning more about mental illness or mental health challenges through online forums or articles or listening to other lived experience stories. What about all the people that have thought, okay, let's go see a doctor now and hopefully things start working out for the better, but they don't have the best experience. Unfortunately, we all know that it's not as easy as just finding the first person and expecting it to work. So what are you going to say to the people that might be listening right now that haven't had the best experience that have probably given up on seeking professional help? Yeah. I mean, we don't all wear the same colored fabric, same size tracky pants mate so it's about going in and shopping for the right one and it takes some time and it's tough work but there's a right fit out there for you and there's some really really good professional help and services in this country i mean it's about identifying them and making people aware of who they are and where they are and and to know that one size does not fit all you know it took me 20 odd psychiatrists and psychologists to find someone that i felt comfort in for some reason i had a burning desire in myself to get well and i'm so glad that i did but i know a lot of people will give up prior to that which is sad and breaks my heart because I truly believe that there's so many great services and support systems out there that will be for you hundred percent, but it's not easy. It never has been and never will be, but it is bloody worthwhile, mate. Stepping back into your journey to start living again, so to speak, what was it like when you ended up speaking to the psychologist or the psychiatrist and they hand down some type of diagnosis at the end of the day? How did you accept that? And what was your diagnosis at that time? Yeah, so at the age of 20, I was diagnosed with clinical depression and anxiety and sleep insomnia. However, after that process, I jumped on the medication and did everything that I thought was right at that time, not having an education around what an actual wellness menu looked like. And I continued to struggle because I wasn't putting any time and effort into myself because I had no understanding what that looked like. I'd never heard of self-care. I'd never heard of strength-based models to recovery. I hadn't heard about any of this, mate. I got myself into the field of mental health advocacy and started spreading awareness about this thing selfishly because I wanted to be understood, but I also didn't want to sit up the back of any more funerals. I mean, to that very point in my life, I'd lost four people to suicide between the ages of 20 and 29 right now. I've lost another five. It breaks my heart, mate. It breaks my heart, but it's something that's an everyday practice for me to stay in a place of wellness. And I'm a big believer that your obsessions are your possessions. And so for me, it was about if I'm going to be in this field of advocacy and I'm going to be out there trying to use my experiences for the betterment of others, I've got to find out how this mind and behavior works and get on top of it and do whatever it takes. Because I was knocked back by so many psychologists and psychiatrists that recoiled in fear. I'd tell them my story. Hey, I've lost four mates. I've been homeless. I've had suicide attempts. And they'd sit there and you'd see them recoil. And I think it was the best thing that ever happened to me, mate, the fact that no one really wanted to deal with me because it taught me how strong I could be to myself. We are so strong, mate, when being strong is our only option. Yeah, I agree. Amen to that. And I think everyone's got the power to help themselves and someone else. Sometimes it can take a little bit more time and you can't expect just to go seek professional help and think everything's going to be all right straight away. But what I can almost promise everyone is it will be worth it. Yeah, you got to put that wellness back in your own hands and 
fast forward the story, I live with bipolar disorder and I was diagnosed with that at the age of 26 after losing my six mate to suicide. Nothing changed for me. It's just that I understand now that this is what I experience. And through that, I go out and obsess over what that looks like for other people around the world to understand who I am. And by understanding who I am, I live a healthy, happy and fulfilling life, mate, and come up with the tools, techniques and strategies to live in consistent places of wellness. There's these misconceptions around bipolar disorder about people being crazy in the weather. And we're seeing it right now with Kanye West. The more we laugh at these episodes and situations, the more people we silence that know that what they're living through is a life sentence. And it doesn't have to be. I believe truly that what I live with is a gift. It is who I am and it's carved me into the person that I am. And I've been able to create a lot of magic in the world with that. Mm, absolutely and to everyone listening right now that might be struggling with a diagnosable mental illness there's a lot of power and a lot of gift in that not only to help yourself but certainly impact the lives of other people around you in more ways than one no doubt about that and you've done exactly that maddie with mindful oz it's an amazing experience being able to get up there and share the stage and listen to your journey and other people's stories because as you mentioned earlier, man, it really does educate you to better understand what we're dealing with ourselves so that we can be the voices for all those that are silent right now. Yeah, mate. I think going on those tours and being involved in mental health advocacy, I've met some of the most amazing people in the world, but my rediscovery of hope was visible in other people's kindness towards me. I hear these people's stories and I see that they're living with these challenges, but living healthy, happy and fulfilling lives that made me sit back and go, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. And if I can hang around these people and look. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Learn from these people. I'm going to be in a better position tomorrow than I am today. And that's where I think if you surround yourself by these sorts of people and this information and you obsess over these things that you want to achieve and do and be, 
you really can get there and achieve it. And those speaking tours, there was some that drained me and zapped me working in this field because I didn't have the full protection measures in to look after myself like I do now. And I wasn't helping myself as much as I was helping everyone else. And that's a part of the journey, mate. Mm, We all trip up and make mistakes from time to time, but I see mistakes and all that as growth points. And I want as many growth points in my life as possible because they show that I'm growing, mate, and learning every day. And that's the best part about getting out of bed every day. It is, mate, it is. And you mentioned a really important point there. Mistakes aren't mistakes, they're only learning. So you can only grow and learn in my mind. And let's talk about managing bipolar for yourself because there is, as you mentioned, a lack of understanding from all walks of life and not because they generally mean it and they don't have the good intentions. It's just that they don't understand it thoroughly. I want to ask you how you're managing yourself day to day. And when things sort of slip up, what's really important for you to stay ahead of the curve? Yeah, I think the biggest learning for me, mate, and this is why I find it so exciting on this journey and I love what I go through because it's just making me into such a better person every single day. And I truly believe it's a gift and people roll their eyes at that. They really will. And that's their journey. And this is my journey and it's not going anywhere. There's no cure for it. I'm not going anywhere either. And I'll promise everyone that. So learn to love it and dance with it and maneuver it and create magic with it. And a big part of my journey is self-reflection, mate, and understanding what was good, bad and ugly in each day and how I can take forward the things that were good in the day to create consistency. And the things that were bad, they're action signals, mate. I've got to action those things. All the thoughts and that busy head that I had for a long time of just do this, be that, they're action signals. And when I just slow the process down and will place the stillness and understand that every single thought I experience is an action signal for change, carving me into the person that I'm meant to become. So I've become really, really thorough in my wellness plans. You know, the first 90 minutes of every day sets me up for an unbreakable day. There's a lot of science to prove how important that first 90 minutes is since wake up. Cold showers made every single day, breath work before I go to work, positive affirmations, because if I can't tell myself that I'm worthy every single day, I'll get someone else to. Compassion, spreading love and kindness with my phone every single day. You know, we're so connected in this world. It's so easy to reach out. I know what it feels like to receive a nice message. So I'm going to send them out to everyone that I can each day. At the very worst, it fills me up. You know, these things are very important. They're all things that we possess unlimited amounts of. They're free. These sorts of things, mate, that I've become really obsessed with. And I put it down to reflection because if I have a bad day, I want to know why. And I think that's really important is to know that it's tough, but it is simple when we put the time and effort into our brain the same way that we do to our body. And I try and do that every single day with holistic and strength-based models. And I play to who I am at my very core. Absolutely amazingly said, man. And kudos to you for investing the time and energy into better understanding what you live with and, and how you manage it and how you thrive in this life and what you can do to be better every single day, mate. I love that. This isn't an overnight success. It's a long game and you've got to be patient. You've got to be persistent. But one of the most important things, and you mentioned it, Maddie, is we talk so openly, right, about physical health and well-being. You know, like, yeah, I'm pescatarian or, yeah, no, I don't eat red meat or I'm vegetarian and I love running. Like, I put a post up today, did my first long run in, in a few weeks since I was sick. We need to invest the same time and energy, if not more, into our brains even when they're healthy. And a lot of people think that I know what works, what doesn't work. I wake up, do my 90-minute wellness plan, you know, self-affirmations, all this great stuff. And then they let it go by the wayside and give up because it's working. But you've got to keep at it, don't you, mate? It's a lifestyle, mate. It's 21 to 90 days to create a habit and 90 to 365 to create a lifestyle. And this is a lifestyle choice. The way I've always looked at it is I was in a bathtub of crap, bathing in that for a long, long time, believing that this is hard, life's difficult, blah, 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 blah. Once I got out of that bathtub, cleaned myself off and started to work through these processes, I realized that I consistently get to a place of wellness. However, if I take a day off, start missing exercise, or I don't practice gratitude every single morning, these things will creep back into my life. And so I just know that it's not worth 
having days where I give it a miss or have a break. Writing in my gratitude journal fills me full of smiles and laughter, mate, and it's lovely to read back. Sending messages to my friends to show that I care about them every single morning fills me full of joy. These aren't chores. Eating healthy is hard. I'll give you the hot tip. But I mean, these <laughs> things, you just know that it's going to contribute to a better tomorrow, mate. And, and soon that skill set that I have growing up of just believing that the one set menu for help and support was therapy and medication, all of a sudden that menu becomes lists of thousands of things. Mm -hmm. And once we change this culture around the world, that that is just the one set menu to get help to this menu that has pages and pages for people to understand just how many resources there are to love the uniqueness of who we are. This world will become a much better place. What we live with is a gift. Whoever you are, however you are, you've got to learn to love yourself some more, believe in yourself. And through that, I've just found a consistent place of wellness and I wouldn't have it any other way. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Live it, love it, learn it and be kind to yourself, I think is really important too. Don't beat yourself up when you're having rough days. Never give up on yourself because everyone out there has the chance to live an amazing life and make great lifestyle changes to not only support themselves, but their loved ones. And we hear it firsthand here with Maddie Runnels on the podcast. Maddie, can we share with the audience a bit more about your uh, work with Mindful Oz, mate? Yeah, 2016, I launched Mindful Oz just as a Facebook page. It was my way of sharing stories of hope, healing and recovery, the same way that got me to a place of acceptance of my journey. So that Facebook page started to grow a lot of traffic and I started to get really passionate about what we were doing. And the thought that saved my life in 2012 at my first attempt was the thought of having kids. A little voice said to me, Matt, you've got to be here one day to have a family. And when you combine that thought with the thought of losing nine mates now to suicide, I want to create a world in which my kids grow up that's much better than the one we live in. For me, I set out to create an early intervention primary school program and I want to work with kids as young as three and four years old. And that's what I'm doing right now. At Mindful Oz, we have a primary program called Healthier Hearts and Lighter Minds, and it does exactly that. We teach gratitude, it. kindness, empathy, and compassion. We talk about meditation. We talk about ways to express our emotions and talk and communicate better. And we get in there with kids that are three and four years old, and these kids show us the true meaning of life, Webby. I mean, look at me right now smiling, talking about it, because <laughs> these kids show us what it's like to live. They're bubbly. They have an imagination. They create, and they do not give a shit about what other people think. We grow out of all of those things and we start to be what society wants us to be. Mm -hmm. And we start to point fingers at everyone for why the world looks like it does instead of just creating and having an imagination and just going about things the way we should with a big grin on our face. And these kids do it brilliantly. So we build around our primary school program and we support our kids in our primary schools by training up teachers, parents and community members, sporting clubs, corporates, workplaces with evidence-based mental health trainings and workshops and programs to build their blueprint to wellness so that they can live healthy and well so their kids can grow up in a better environment and yeah, it's a beautiful thing that we're doing and, and I love the work that we do and the team that we've got here and we're supported by other organisations here in Australia like Living and we just follow the lead of many great advocates and organisations that are doing amazing work, mate. It's quite inspiring. Yeah, absolutely it is, mate. There are a lot of great people out there doing great things, but mate, I love the work that you're doing amongst primary school. I feel like that is an area that doesn't really get spoken about much. People think that we've got to train the brain at high school or at workplace, but this conversation should be had much younger, man, like exactly where you're doing it. Don't necessarily need to talk about mental health or mental illness to primary school kids for it to be effective. You advocate through emotions, feelings, colors. We don't use those words, Images. mental health and suicide at all. There's no need to. The human mm. being made is wide for love, belonging and connection. When we find a disconnect of those three things, that's when we see a lot of mental illness being expressed. So if we can change this dialogue to realize as young as three and four, that the whole true meaning of life is to live in the betterment of others and provide love, belonging, connection, this world's going to be a beautiful place to live in. 
And that's what I want to create, mate. Bloody powerful, mate, isn't it? And I've been watching the journey, obviously, as I said earlier, we got the chance to speak. That's probably going back to close to 2016, 17 when we did this over in the States. Man, to see where Mindful Oz is at now, it's amazing the support that you guys are getting. It's just beautiful to see so many great organizations coming together to support each other in this space because I think it's really important, you know? Yeah, I've always said, and my mentor rams it home to me all the time, mate, nothing is impossible when your why is compelling enough. And there's been so many times where I've thought about giving up, but we know why we're doing this work and we wake up every single day we bounce out of bed because we want to make a difference and when you have that cemented firmly across the person you are and you're in alignment with who you truly are every single day you're going to create some magic for someone else and we hope we're doing that and and we know that many other organizations are doing a phenomenal job at that with that being said and being really focused on why we wake up every morning and being laser focused on our purpose for those of the people who might be listening right now that haven't really fine-tuned that, they don't really know what their vision, purpose, and passion is, what would be some words of wisdom from Maddie Runnels? Yeah, I think it's understanding, mate, that this journey, no matter how hard, difficult, challenging, painful, or traumatic it might be, it is carving and crafting you into the person you're meant to be. So let the world strengthen you. It's designed for us, not to us. And when we accept that and the trip ups that we have and the pain and that we go through and we know that if we action it we can create magic for someone else or for ourselves it's a great place to live in so find what makes you smile find what makes you feel alive i think that that's the most important thing and go after it there's nothing in this world that can't be done our brain is limitless like anything mate you put time and effort into it you become good at it and once upon a time i was a plumber and i wasn't any good at mental health advocacy and i thought well i'm shit at this but shit is not a final destination and so when we put the time and effort into our brain to our body to our our careers we can live a healthy happy and fulfilling life and go about the rest of our natural born lives doing the things that make us feel full of joy we live in a brilliant world mate with so many opportunities and if we just put our mind to it and head down and bum up and surround ourselves with really good people the world's your oyster amen to that man and it takes work time and a lot of hard work but at the end of the day what we're always trying to encourage is to speak up and seek help and try and remain proactive because you know it ain't weak to speak we say it at living we all promote you know wellness and speaking up and seeking help but it's also important to set those realistic foundations that you know what at the end of the day speaking up and seeking help while it might be the best thing to do it's also it takes work and time and it all starts within yourself but should also fall on friends and family to ask questions if someone you know might be feeling off things like that are always helpful especially when you're going through a really bad time it's the discipline mate it's the same discipline it takes for me to live well with bipolar disorder it's the same discipline it takes of the people around me to look after themselves and to look after me and it's not caring for one week and then forgetting it for six months or putting the time into themselves for one day and not for another three months it's an everyday process to live in a place of wellness and consistent place of wellness you know my three big things are take big risks remain accountable and remain positive And if you live in those things, that's where the magic happens. As I said, we can ask someone day after day after day if they're unwell and think we're not getting anywhere or doors slammed in our faces. But what happens if day 30, they have a breakthrough and they're like, hang on, they're ready to have this conversation. They care about me enough to want to keep coming back and have that discipline. What have you lost for the prior 30 days? Absolutely nothing. What have you gained? Mm. You've gained a life and that's a very beautiful thing. So as I said at the start, as long as we all know out there, whoever's listening and watching this, as long as we understand that we all have what it takes to give people what they need to be consistently well, then that's love, belonging and connection. I love that. Mate, you've summed it up extremely well. 
Where can people find Maddie Runnels? How can people get connected with you? I'm also going to bring into the Facebook group so that you can connect with anyone that might want to ask you questions and whatever else. But where can people track you down, Maddie? Yeah, so there's a lot of stuff happening at the moment separate to the charity, which is really exciting. We're taking another pivot down our core strengths, all that sort of stuff right now. So I'm really enjoying playing in that field. And you find a lot of my work at www.mattarunnels.com. And my Facebook is mattrunnels91. And Instagram is matt.runnels. So all those places you'll find resources, tools, tips, tricks, techniques. So yeah, by all means, come and see how you can um, join in the journey and help other people achieve places of wellness because that's the true meaning of life. Mate, you're very inspiring even sitting here and listening to you. I can tell you right now, mate, everything that you've mentioned, everything that you've said is inspiring. I appreciate you sharing your wisdom, you know, where you're at in your life, what you're working on, what hasn't worked, the importance of self-care and working on yourself and never giving up with the right help and the right support you know people can get back on track and they can manage their life and live great you continue to work on yourself every single day and i'm very grateful for that and i'm looking forward to working with you in the near future on some type of initiative mate no doubt we'll be working together absolutely mate and just a big big thank you on my end and from the whole team at mindful Oz. i mean yourself casey lukey amy the whole team there at living have been big supporters of the work that we do and have helped me along the journey get to the place in which we're at so yeah, it's a beautiful thing when people come together and share their wisdom with each other. It's definitely mm. going to make these wheels in the cogs to wellness turn a lot quicker than they, they were previous. So I'm very, very grateful to live and to yourself and to, to everyone in that community. Thanks for everything, mate. Take care. Look after yourself down there in Melbourne. Keep a mask on, practice social distancing and um, stay socially connected. Much love, brother. Thanks for having me. Much love. Thank you again for listening in to another episode of It Ain't Week to Speak. Please like, share, and spread the love to as many people as you can. Let people know that you subscribe to the show. Don't forget to leave a review or a comment so that we can grow this community together because a conversation could save a life. If you want to continue this chat, please join me on the podcast Facebook group at living.org. I can't wait to share the next episode with you, but in the meantime, stay well, keep living, and remember, it ain't weak to speak. Thank you and have a top day. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.